Chuck Norris fights evil and marine life in the way that only Chuck Norris can. With a trained band of misfits at Chuck Norris's side, Chuck Norris fights for love and life. Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris Bots! everyone welcome to watch bots the podcast that exists this is ben and i'm here with shaylin hello you sound a little less chipper than usual and dave you can call me chuck norris (laughs) you sound more chipper than usual (laughs) we're in new respective spaces so we get rid of the bad juju and we got the good juju in the new spaces. Get out of there, bad spirits. M- moving is a pain in the ass. It's the worst. It's truly a pain I in the ass. I hate it so much. I'm happy in the new space. I hate the process of packing, mm-hmm. moving boxes into something that moves, having said movable thing moved, and then unloading it, and Stop then having move. to unload the boxes. I don't care for it. I have move. A, it sucks. I have a bruise on my knee from just plastic crates banging off it as I, with my poor posture, move boxes all over the state. It's fun. Did I have any injuries? No, no injuries. Emotional. When when moving just, yeah, just, just emotionally, mentally exhausted. Yeah. There's something about packing things that hold things that really drives me crazy. Mm -hmm. My wife has easily a hundred wicker baskets for some reason. (laughs) They're just all over the house. I didn't realize how many fucking wicker baskets we had. I'm looking at wicker baskets in Ben and Jalen's house right now. It's, there's at least three more to the left of the camera yeah. as well that you can't see. <laughs> there's so many goddamn The camera's attached to a fourth one. <laughs> and usually, if we had just been putting the stuff in our car, I would have put things in the wicker baskets and then put them in my car and moved them. But the way we had packed, by the end of it, it was just all these empty wicker baskets. And so I had to put them in a box to have them moved. And um, it, it is so futile feeling just to put things that you carry into another thing that you carry and then carry that. I was like, this, I'm never doing this again. No more. I'm not packing any more wicker baskets. I le- I flipped out on my wife after we unpacked that box. <laughs> we, we opened it up. I was like, oh, what if this is kitchen stuff? We need kitchen stuff. Now it's just more fucking wicker baskets. Oh, my God. Anyway, mentally, that's my mental injury there. That's fair. You get sloppy at the end, too. Like, I found a box today that was labeled Ben Bric-a-Brac, and I went, <laughs> I don't even remember back in this, and I opened it up, and it was stuff from at least four different rooms <laughs> that had just been thrown in a single box. So there's, like, playing cards and Game Boy chargers and just weird shit, and it's like, why did, why did I even bring this with us? Yeah, yeah. One box had a coaster a rug that we used in the, the hallway 
and a boot that my daughter had misplaced and that we found it under the couch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, I hope I open this box first because she might not have a boot. But I'm thankful. Moving around is a grand new adventure and all that stuff. It also opens up a lot of different options and things like that. So I was excited to see when we moved uh, to the new place that Domino's is available, Popeye's, Denny's, all the American classics that have been shut off to me for the past number of years. That now in this new place... You can bring that greasy shit in, poison your body with it, get out of the mortgage a little earlier. I'm being completely serious. I'm, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. And that's, I think that's good for WatchBots because you're sure. running dry with fast food takes. And now you've, yeah. now you've got a whole new, yep. a whole new plethora of, of fast food. I mean, only tonight I decided when Ben said, have you thought about dinner at all? And I thought to myself, hell no. And so I texted him which of these many delicious options would you like? And we ordered it online, never had to talk to a person. I know, it's truly a dream. I looked out the window and our food (laughs) was just sitting on our front porch and it was the best. It was the best. And it was delicious. And and support local restaurants and all that stuff too. It's it's not just that. It's change is good. Thrive on change. Embrace it. Exactly. I also built my my Mortal Kombat machine today. (laughs) (laughs) The, the, the important things, like you have <laughs> yeah. your pots and pans and your dishes and your Mortal Kombat arcade cabinet. I bought this Mortal Kombat machine years ago, before the economy went to shit. But our old place didn't really have a place to support it. And I knew that in the first week in the new place, I was going to build this fucking machine. It's weird. So the company's called Arcade One Up, and they make three-quarter-sized arcade machines. They make um, tabletop machines and stuff, too, and cocktail table machines. But this one's three-quarter-sized. It comes with a little riser. And it's like Ikea arcade machines. It's really crazy. It went together really easily outside of one piece, which was a little too long, which is like almost Ikea to a T. It's like (laughs) five feet tall. It's got the first three Mortal Kombats. I've got an aftermarket LED kit to make the marquee light up. So it'll be like a lamp. It's probably the coolest thing that I've ever owned. (laughs) I want everyone to know that. And I I have a wife and a child. I said. You don't own them. Ben. Show me the new machine Semantics. right after he told me he built it. And he showed it to me. And I promptly took two out of three and won the first it's round true. of Mortal Kombat. That's true. Yeah. I, I haven't, now, to be fair, I haven't played Mortal Kombat 3 in probably a decade. And I picked Striker. And any Mortal Kombat head will know that Striker is the pits. Mm-hmm. And who true. did you pick, Shailen? Obviously, Scorpion. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I won. So won. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, a win's a win. I'm, I accept the loss. I don't have the money, but I'm frothing at the mouth for like Miss Pac-Man and NBA Jam and, and things like that. But uh, good stuff. Anyway, moving a real pain in the ass. But before we move, huh? Move nice. onto nice. tonight's main topic. I want to move backwards. Move oh, backwards a week. And Shailen, last night, last night, God, last episode, it was you and I, and we talked about. Rubik, the amazing cube. Yes, Rubik, comma, the amazing cube. And you had some thoughts. Yep. And thoughts sometimes rhyme with things. Sure do, Ben. Like this. Take out the papers and the trash. Or you don't get no spending cash. If you don't scrub that kitchen floor, you ain't gonna rock and roll no more. Brickety shack. Don't go, guys. Hurry up and bring your shoe box 
love snacks. I 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 love snacks. You see things things rhyme with things. Things rhyme with things. Now say what you will. B-52's Love Shack, certified bop. Oh, it is a banger. Great A song. I karaoke that song with my wife once. Okay. <laughs> we were That's the great. talk of the town. Which town? I'm just kidding. The, the town I live in. And literally, it was the talk of the town. Like People were like approaching us af- like days afterwards saying it was a great performance. <laughs> oh, weird. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know they were there, but we made it onto, onto Facebook. It was... Mm-hmm. It went viral. Yeah. I remember going to karaoke once and Shailen just flat out denying me. Right. Because someone else submitted my name, not me. Right. To sing a song that I didn't know. Everybody knows Super Freak. The words are on the screen. That's the entire point. And I went up there and I owned it on my own. You did because you're a coward in the corner. That is correct. Was that the same night you uh, serenaded me uh, with Candle in the Wind? No, that, that, was, a, that, that was, was a different night. Much later. I, that was much later, and I was much drunker, and that was much more of a hibachi place. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, yes, yes. Of the many things this pandemic has taken from us, um, <laughs> the pride of our country, the ability to go out, uh, karaoke is truly the the biggest loss of them all. I do miss it. I, I mean, I oh, man, I did it last... God, it was almost a year ago was the last time I karaoke and it's uh I miss it. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, I, I probably do it like once a year and just just fuels me and brings me back to life, reinvigorates me. Rock band, the video game of a decade ago, yes. would fill that itch, except in the move I purged all my rock band instruments, and that is uh no longer an option. Although I think I think if I plugged a USB mic into my Xbox, mm. I could make it work. But it's just it's just Shailen and I. So like that's not that's not as fun. I I don't need a fucking microphone to sing to you. It's true. <laughs> and I got a Davida baby. The- Won't you make me some chicken soup? You see things like that. <laughs> that's a window into our life. <laughs> Can attest. Very accurate. Speaking of windows, <laughs> there were a, a lot of windows being opened in the U.S. this week oh, in the the capital, <laughs> and. There were some notorious pieces of shit there, and one of one of the people that was purported to be there denied this claim is one mm-hmm. Chuck Norris. And this week, yeah. we were talking about Chuck Norris Karate Commandos. Now, Dave, I I don't think you made this choice in conjunction with the horrors that are going on, but you did make the choice, and SEO and timing is a real bitch. So, what, but, what's but the I deal? Nailed it. I nailed <laughs> you did it this time. time. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I guess like the, I had a whole whole thing planned, but like you just can't have nice things anymore. Can't have anything nice. Uh, you know, I picked the Chuck Norris cartoon, and then I go into Wikipedia and I read about Karate Commandos. It's great, mm-hmm. awesome, love this show. And then you watch the episode and you're like, oh my god, there's there's so much. <laughs> there's a lot there's going so on. Much, there's so much poor depictions of 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 whole bunch of different cultures going on. It's like whatever. Okay, it's the '80s. That's fine. And then I read about Chuck Norris and I scroll down to his, uh, you know, it's bad when it has like political affiliations yep. as a subhead in Wikipedia. <laughs> they call that the James Woods effect. 
<laughs> yes, yes. And there it is, him supporting, you know, all these these right wing causes and all that stuff. But then it, it you know, it's just like, ah, fuck, I can't I can't even pick something that's not politically charged anymore. Everything seems to be politically charged. And then today, just minutes before we started recording, Google suggested some news stories to me. Mm-hmm. Apparently I've been searching Chuck Norris a lot the past couple of weeks, and this popped up saying Chuck Norris denies being at the uh, fucking insurrection that occurred at our, in, in our country, mm-hmm. at our capital. So, yeah, I mean, I, and I had this whole thing planned about, like, the Chuck Norris cartoon being up there with the Rambo cartoon, and <laughs> blah, blah, but it all fell apart because I can't have nice things. But we're pushing on because we're not going to watch a second cartoon. No, we're much too lazy for that. And it's yeah. tough, too, because a lot of times you can separate art from artist. But here... This isn't Chuck Norris as like Dan Delta Force, right? It's not Chuck Norris as like fucking Jimmy dog movie that he was in where there, where there was a dog involved. This is Chuck Norris as Chuck Norris. It's not Chuck Norris as sidekick with Jonathan Brand. <laughs> That's right. It's not Chuck Norris as Walker, if you want to get really obvious with it. But you got you to gotta keep these things together. But we're going to do our best here. The mid-80s was the era of the action hero. And Chuck Norris... I'm, <laughs> God, I'm doing it too. In the cartoon, everybody either says Chuck or Norris or Chuck Norris constantly. Yeah, it's like every I, sixth word. I just find myself saying it too. It's it's nice to say. But the the Chuckster, not on the level of a Stallone, not on the level of a Schwarzenegger, but you know, you had your Van Damme tears and your um your Seagals, and I think Chuck fit in pretty nicely there. He had a pretty good run in the mid '80s. Yeah, I mean, he was an athlete, sure. and like obviously famously good at what he did and like you don't get the chuck norris jokes because he wasn't an action hero yeah, you, it's not gonna be like chuck norris man on the street he had ringing endorsements from bruce lee and steve mcqueen that's action hero machismo that's, that's right. clout right there it's true you know red-blooded american very conservative karate master <laughs> you know he practiced the kata a little bit Ooh. racist what else yeah, a little bit racist what else could you ask for Famously, after this 80s run, would go on to Walker, Texas Ranger, which is a show everybody memes about, made an appearance in the World Wrestling Federation, Hmm. as you knew he must have. The 1994 Survivor Series, he was the sheriff for the casket match between a a resurrected Undertaker, who had just been found by Leslie Nielsen from The Naked Gun just the summer before, against Yokozuna, the man who imprisoned him in a casket and sent him to the heavens. And he acted as the sheriff, the tough guy, to keep the interference out. And he karate kicked the fuck out of one double J, Jeff Jarrett. I forget I'm all speechless. Of this. I can't believe I forgot all of this. <laughs> Whether that was a career highlight or karate commandos was a, was a highlight, I don't know. But there were a lot of wrestlers in Walker, Texas, Ranger. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that later. But yeah, so there's, there was crossover, definitely. But in the mid 80s, when you needed a licensed cartoon, you went to one company. You went to Ruby Spears, the, yeah. the known purveyors of licensed Drek. And I feel like we've talked about Ruby Spears a ton lately, but they did Rubik. They did the Mr. T cartoon, which we'll talk about in a second here. They did Rambo, The Force of Freedom. This was right in their wheelhouse, right? You take a big pinch of G.I. Joe. You take a big pinch of Rambo, The Force of Freedom, which had just premiered a few months earlier. You get the, the superhero kind of guy. You surround him with very, you know, questionably okay characters with 
You're yeah. being very generous. You take a lot of racism and boom, there you go. But the difference and where the show get weird to me is that where Rambo, it's Rambo. Like it's not Stallone, it's Rambo. And he's like, hey, I'm, I'm Rambo. But it's not Stallone. This is Chuck Norris playing Chuck Norris. So it's like. Yeah, so it's this fictionalized version of actor and martial arts star Chuck, Chuck Norris. Norris as a G.I. Joe. Yeah. That type character. Yeah. Is yeah. he doing this government work? I think it's government work. I don't know. Yeah, he's not as, a, as a side gig. Like what like what is the, the deal with Chuck Norris? Because we watched the very first episode of this show and you're just you're in it with, with Chuck. I don't know. Chilling speechless. I I just <laughs> Just saw your mouth like drop. <laughs> I can't wrap my whole brain or even half of my brain around what that pitch meeting looked like. Right. And what I want to believe happened is that they were like, okay, so there's this character and you're going to play him. And he's kind of loosely based on you. And his name is Jim. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I'm only doing the cartoon. If it's me, I'm only doing the cartoon. If I'm the Chuckster. No way. It's Chuck Norris or bust. I'll only, see you later. I'm going to chuck you out of the room. Only Chuck Norris can be Chuck Norris, and Chuck <laughs> Norris is the only Norris that Chuck can Chuck Norris. <laughs> you can go chuck yourself. Oof. <laughs> 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 hashtag, hashtag go chuck yourself. I'm going to make another, another wrestling story here. So there was a, a wrestling comic book in the early 90s, and a reporter named um, Charles went to go visit the funeral parlor where The Undertaker and Paul Bearer lived. Okay. Uh, this is when The Undertaker was a bad guy, not a good guy, like when he faced uh, Yokozuna in a casket match, the 1994 Survivor Series. And the reporter, Charles, asked Paul Bearer what they were having for dinner, and he went, ground, Chuck. And I went, oh, I, I get that reference. He's talking about Ooh. eating that cannibalism. guy. Cannibalism. Yeah. Oh, cool. A nice light cannibalism yeah. joke. Yeah. Nice. I mean, all cannibalism jokes are light by their very definition but anyway so this show actually has a lot more in common with the mr t cartoon than you might think chuck norris here plays chuck norris in the mr t cartoon which we'll be talking about real soon mr t plays mr t except he's a gymnastics coach and his gymnastics team works with him to solve mysteries that all checks out (laughs) so you take that template I'm going to take a guess that most of the people in the gymnastics team are offensive to some culture or another. Yep. And, uh, and there you go. With all this madness, it may shock you. This show ran for a single week in 1986. <laughs> it's a miniseries, technically. It's five, five, episodes. five episodes. They aired a Monday to a Friday, and that's it. But they had a, a successful toy line. Yes, they did. Which, and the toys are pretty cool. Toys look pretty cool. Yeah. This might be the most efficient show. That we've watched. Much like Chuck Norris. Yes. <laughs> yes, it's the Chuck Norris of cartoons. It just needed five episodes, and it, it had a successful toy line, and it kept Chuck Norris in the minds of children everywhere in, in, the, in Reagan's America. Is there a single funny Chuck Norris joke? All. All of them. Tell me one funny Chuck Norris joke. Like, I, I'm, I, can't, like I can't even think of an unfunny one. <laughs> There's one I, ones I can remember. I don't know if they're funny. All right, yeah. Bounce one off me. Horses are hung like Chuck Norris. Okay. Let's see here. Oh, oh, I got one. I got one. I just came up with yeah, one. All right. Because right. now you jab my memory. Donald Trump wishes he could be the conservative that Chuck Norris is. Is that good? <laughs> <laughs> is that a good Chuck Norris joke? If you spell Chuck Norris in Scrabble, you uh, win forever. That's not true. None of those are high value titles. Time waits for no man, unless that man is Chuck Norris. Okay. So the answer is no. There's never been a good Chuck Norris joke. Give me one more. 
When God said, let there be light, uh-huh. Chuck Norris said, say please. When Kevin Bacon hung dong, the director said, show me that Chuck Norris. <laughs> Chuck Norris was impeached three times. <laughs> the dinosaurs looked at Chuck Norris uh-huh. the wrong way once. You know what happened to them. Extinct. I see. Okay. Uh, no. Theory, theory proof? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Chuck uh, Norris doesn't sleep, Ben. He waits. For the coup. I like, I, I like that. For the coup. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a personal edit. For- he waits for the libs. Anyway, there was a toy line with the show, which is weird. For a show that was on for a week, it was made by the Kenner Company. It had Chuck and a lot of the crew doing karate action. So like, there was a Chuck figure that did a karate chop. Did not have Claw, the main villain. Did not have Pepper, the girl. Did not have too much, the offensive short round corollary. Anyway, the line's relatively affordable if you're interested in such things. The episode that we are watching here and talking about is the very first episode of the show. And it's, you know, it's a little misleading with its title, which is Deadly Dolphin. (laughs) And (laughs) yeah, I thought it was going to be a lot more exciting than it was. Don't get me wrong. It was very exciting. exciting. Yeah, yeah. A lot of action, but like, yeah, the action went in a different way than I I thought it would go. I won't say that there was a lot of good action and very little dolphin action, but there was a lot of action. God, some dolphin action. There was the most action, the bigliest action. So much action. So the episode was written by Dan DiStefano, who's credited as developing this show. He worked in similar capacities on Mr. T, on the Elf cartoon, on Laser Tag Academy, he wrote a lot of episodes of a show called The Biscuits. Oh, the the Fred Durst cartoon? That's right. Yeah. Limp Biscuits. <laughs> I would die for a Fred Durst cartoon. I don't think that's an overstatement. <laughs> he also wrote a little movie you might have heard of, 1973's Sexcapade in Mexico. Oh, yes. You might know that one. And Janice Diamond, who was <laughs> in the 70s, a creator on the Muhammad Ali cartoon. Uh, she wrote on a bunch of cartoons then went on to write like six episodes of Law and Order and has not written in 15 years. But if you look her up on Wikipedia, she's very prominently listed, probably by herself as like a writer and consulting producer on Law and Order. You get a credit like that, you got to milk it. I was going to say, you milk that credit when you when you get a Law and Order. That's fucking ain't right. Janice Diamond sounds like a Bond girl name. Yeah, it's not. it can't be a real name. Yeah. I, I wrote it down as James Diamond, which sounded fake as well. And then when I, when I looked it up, it said Janice. It's like... I don't know. You were like, nah. Fucking bullshit. Not as good. If you had a pen name, what would your pen name be? I can't tell you because then if I use it, people will know. Okay. Dave, what would your pen name be? That's Dean Koontz. <laughs> that would be Dick Stag. <laughs> I would write the best books. They'd be joke books. Richard Stabin. That's right. Dan Barry Classics. Listeners, hit us up at WatchBotsPod on Twitter. Uh, what would your pen name be? Hashtag pseudonym uh, Pudonym. I just go with Putinim. Putinim. Non de plume. Yeah. Non de plume. So the episode <laughs> aired on September 15th, 1986. Ben, why don't you roundhouse kick some context at us? Hiya. Ooh, what were we seeing? It's contextual feeling. This was a week that could not be contained by a top three in movies. It had to extend to mm-hmm. a top five, right? Mm-hmm. Number one, Top Gun. I have a confession. Mm-hmm. I just farted, and I've never seen Top Gun. 
I have never seen Top Gun. Are you serious? Yeah. This yeah. has never happened in the history of WatchBots that I have seen a movie that both of you have not. I've been meaning to for about 15 years. You've never seen Top Gun. I just have never found the time. So all the times that I scream goose, you have no idea why. I just thought that you liked birds. <laughs> I thought you were pointing out a goose. <laughs> and also, I mean, I know the cultural touch points. Like, I'm not, not a yeah, I know, I know. I know goose. I know Iceman. I know... The volleyball, like watch checking scene. Yeah, I, I watch entertainment the tonight. Yeah, yeah I, I know Mary yeah. Hart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <sighs> Stuff like that. We'll watch it real soon. At least before the sequel comes out in 2024, when the pandemic ends. Number two, Stand by Me. <laughs> Another movie I've never seen. Which one is Stand by Me? The one with the kids, and you want to see oh, a yeah. dead body. The pie, and, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and the pie. Yeah, of course, the pie. That movie's great. Number three. I stand by it. (laughs) 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 The Fly, a movie I've seen many times. Which one? The Jeff Goldblum one, Big Time. The Cronenberg movie, a lot of body horror, not my favorite, and yet I can't look away. Fair. There's arm snapping. There's Gina Davis birthing a larva. There's Jeff Goldblum pulling off fingernails. Holy shit, what a ride. I had a girlfriend that was really into Jeff Goldblum. All right. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, oh, it must be like, you know, Ian Malcolm, Jeff Goldblum, right? Like the, the epitome of sexy. Mm-hmm. No, she liked him in The Fly. He had good hair. He was a good looking fella. <laughs> she loved him in The Fly. Bul- is, bulging eyes. That is yeah. quite a thing. Hair, uh, you know, weird bristles coming out of his body. I'm Oof. not here to kink shame people, but that's weird. Hashtag Shale on the kink shamer. <laughs> it's your, your regal name. Huh. That's her non <laughs> Number four. The Karate Kid Part 2. Hmm. Solid entry into the series. Solid entry. And no, I have not watched any of that Cobra Kai, but I will. People keep telling me about it. They're raving. It's true. Netflix keeps recommending it to me, and I keep saying, nay. No, I won't do it. Because before you before you watch it, you got to watch all three movies, and then the next Karate Kid with Hilary Swank, and then Which the redone Karate Kid with Jackie Chan and Jaden Smith. Hmm. Do I have to? Yes. Or else you won't understand the canon. Karate Kid, bad NES game. Number five, Aliens. So just a murderer's row. You look at the top five this week, it's Wonder Woman 84. And I don't know, I think there's another movie with Hilary Swank where she's a cop who's a bad cop. Fatal. I think that's in theaters. The well is dry. The War with Grandpa, which is a Robert De Niro movie that's been out since October 1st, is still in the top 10. That's available to buy on iTunes right now. I recommend everybody watch the trailer. It looks like a ridiculous movie. It's got Christopher Walken in it. It has um, Dr. Quinn in it. And like a movie I, I cannot believe exists. <laughs> I cannot tear my eyes away. Every time there's an opportunity, like the the first two or three seconds of the preview comes on, I just have to stop and watch it and mm-hmm. realize this is not a parody. This is not like a funny Weird Al joke that's being filtered into TV. This right. is an actual thing people spent money on and that's created. Right. Yeah, yeah. I think the only reason it's it's succeeding the way it is is it's like the only offering people had for a long yeah, time. Yeah, it's literally all there is. Like, you know, yeah. one person goes yeah. to see it, you're in the top 20 automatically. Or, or the crudes too. <laughs> also, on this very day in 1986, the Apple II GS released. So this is the release day. 34, well, it's not 34 years ago today. 34 years ago, as of last September. Wow, I really bungled that. But you know what I'm getting at. Do you guys want to hear a thing? Yeah. Yeah. We moved an Apple yeah. 2GS. 
What? Uh, this week. It still worked last time it was set up. And then I like I ran with it as a torch. And then Big Brother was there and I threw it through I'm the screen. I'm thinking of setting up an extra desk in my office so that I can have the 2GS set up. Absolutely. What are you going to do with it? Play Oregon Trail? Zany Golf. <laughs> Does it play Elf, the video game? It might. Does it have that Star Trek tech simulator game where like... <laughs> like you had to try, like go to transporter i didn't have that uh we had think quick which okay. was a good one um, that was the uh the chocolate milk themed no <laughs> quiz game and then there's the summer games winter <laughs> olympics uh-huh. your standards your standards yeah that's right hell yeah what was the word processor one you could do the rainbow background letters yeah that it was like print shop mac word i think it's print shop print shop hashtag print shop uh, that's the sequel to Barber Shop and Beauty Shop. Yes. Print Shop. About a failing print shop. Anyway, let's get into this fucking show. So the intro, as any cartoon about Chuck Norris or any action star has to be, it's very bombastic. Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris, man of action. Chuck Norris stars in Chuck Norris Karate Commandos. Chuck Norris, he's got nerves of steel and strength to match. Chuck Norris with his team, Pepper. It's too dangerous, Chuck. What? Too much. Too much. Kimo, the samurai warrior. Reed, Chuck's teenage apprentice. Tabe, a sumo champion. With Chuck Norris, they battle the sinister forces of the Claw. Remember this. And the ruthless Super Ninja. I'll finish Norris! Chuck Norris stars in Chuck Norris Karate Commandos. Chuck Norris comes up uh, 25 times in that minute. Chuck Norris. It's like nine times, and then Chuck, just just Chuck, comes up two times. Just Chuck. It's 11 times his name comes up. <laughs> but you're introduced to the whole crew here. You've got Pepper, who is the... And I'm saying nagging female, not as a, a derogatory thing. It's just like in that intro, she's like, Chuck, it's a little dangerous. It's by design. Uh, you have Too Much, who I, boy, um, he says Too Much a lot, I guess. He looks a lot like Short Round from Indiana Jones. You it's got too much. <laughs> You got Kimo, the samurai warrior, who has just some real pearls of wisdom he'll dispense a little later. You have Tabe, who is a sumo guy who wears a Chuck Norris branded loincloth. Constantly, uh, never pants. Completely shaven, and he is an idiot. You have Reed, who's Pepper's brother, and he is the teenage ward. And I think that's all of them. Was that his name? Was that who? Reed. Yeah, it's Pepper's Reed. brother. I, I checked. Everybody's, on everybody's got a cool name. Yeah, and, and then it's just Reed. His name should have been Salt. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Because then he could be like, "I assaulted you." Hmm. Huh? Maybe. Tis the season, Ing. Yeah, he would say. Be like, <laughs> and then he would punch the guy in the face. That's right. And then you had the claw, who is not Dr. Claw. Uh, he's just a guy with a claw. You have Super Ninja, who looks like Cobra Commander, except he has like a Spider-Man symbol. And he's got like Rambo's hair. He has Rambo's hair, and sometimes yeah. he's sleeveless. I think he might be Rambo. They never show his face. Oh, okay. interesting theory. He's yeah. got a different kind of voice, but modulators existed, so it's possible. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. 
So once you get through the intro, you get to meet the Chuck Man himself, right? Like in the flesh. Every episode of the show had like a an intro and an outro of Chuck working out. Sometimes he's in a in a gi, sometimes he's not. Here he is. He is resplendent with his mustache. He's in a red gi. He tucks his hands into his black belt and uh, gives you a little inspiration. He sets the episode up. Sometimes the things we want most are the hardest to get. That means you have to be even more determined to succeed. That's what it takes to be a winner. You have to want it bad enough to stick with it no matter how tough things get. And things got pretty tough for us down in Florida with the deadly dolphins. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I love love the outro music. It's like some like cheap ass like VHS training video you had to watch. (laughs) It's got that bassy synth thing under it i like that it's the deadly dolphins plural when he says it right and then they immediately cut to the deadly dolphin and then the dolphins are not at all deadly so there's a compilation of all of these on youtube and they all have that exact same music under them which is pretty funny when you play them back to back to back to back and there were multiple times where it appears chuck like forgets what he's talking about like you know (laughs) he's like when we went to florida to meet the deadly Line. dolphin <laughs> and they just they just went with it no cuts that's the magic of hollywood and then you get the title card and it says chuck norris karate commandos deadly dolphin and the font looks like the kind of font you would see at like a cheap ass tiki bar so you know you know you're going to get some real sensitivity in this show right off the bat but we open up and we're on an idyllic coastline we see chuck and his team in a boat we see a dude chomping on a pipe. And this is the very first dialogue of the show. I'm all set on this end, Chuck. Take the dolphins down 30 feet. Now run them through the basic obedience tests. I want to see if they respond to strangers. Okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. I had no idea what was going on in the show. I love how it just, like, it's the premiere. And, and media rest right there. Yeah, you're just thrown right in, right in the middle. It is so good. And you know what? It didn't bother me. I was along for the ride. I, I loved say, it. I want to know what's happening. The sign of a great cartoon is the ability to put it into syndication without context mm-hmm. and for everyone to always be feeling like they're embraced within the, the plot. Yeah. Yeah. So you got Dot Samford or Sanford, and I fucking hate when cartoons do this. Their names should all be like Chuck and Steve. It shouldn't be like something that you can easily mix up because I couldn't tell you what this guy's name actually was. I thought it was Sander. <laughs> it could be Sander, Sanders, Samford, Sanford. I thought he was Sanford. But he's like an old, jolly-looking white fellow. He's chomping on a pipe. He's dressed like Van Pelt from Jumanji. Chuck and the team are all in Chuck Norris-branded wetsuits, and they take these dolphins underwater. And if you thought that Chuck Norris was just a man of action and not a man of brain power, he's going to prove you wrong. Remember to take depth rating on this gill apparatus. Yeah, that's right. Take a take a rating on this gill apparatus. Gill apparatus. <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. And then I was like, is that Chuck's actual voice? Did he actually voice this character? And then I looked and Fuck yeah, Chuck did. Norris actually voiced this character. There's no one else that could voice Chuck Norris as Chuck Norris. <laughs> a yes. paycheck Sorry, to paycheck. Chuck Norris. <laughs> So they're doing science, and then you you go to like this this submarine thing where you get like these bunk ass GI Joes. So like the henchmen inside the boat, they're all wearing paper hats, like they work at fucking Burger King. You have a woman with a cape, and then you have like this dude with a sword who's wearing a mask. 
He's not wearing it over his nose, so he's not COVID compliant. But the woman is Angelfish, the darling of the deep. And she is part of Claw's team. Let's let's just meet them both. Angelfish, my darling of the deep. I wanted to wish you good hunting. No, oh, thank you, Claw. <laughs> This whole show is filled with conversations that only happen to kind of explain what's going on. You know what I mean? Like, there's no plot. It's like they they have these conversations explaining what they're doing. And then there's weird herky-jerky karate action. And then the show ends. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. Again, like, along for the ride. I was so, like, they're like, steal C-Lab. I was like, no, don't steal (laughs) C-Lab. Chuck, get it back. What's C-Lab? I don't know. And here I was just it's that adult swim show. I was mad that C Lab is so powerful that someone would want to take it over to take over the world. I've got a lot of questions about C Lab. There are no security guards. Yeah. We've got a lot to talk about with C Lab. I, I don't care. It's uh, <laughs> just just keep fighting, Chuck. I also just realized I wrote Angel Fire in my notes constantly, which was my favorite nineties website builder. <laughs> it's better than GeoCities. I'm a Wix man today. I like Wix, but back in the day it was Angel fire all the way. Um, anyway, so they're going to be stealing Sea Lab, which will enable Claw to control the oceans, which is kind of explained later. But in order to do this, they need to go get Doc Samford. So Angel Fire blasts some dudes out of the torpedo hole or whatever, and they come up on the dock where Doc Samford is sitting with computer equipment, and it sounds a lot like this. The dolphins are performing beautifully. That's a Roger, Chuck. That exchange sets up a couple of things. One is, whenever somebody is snuck up on, they always go, huh? Or what the? What the? And the whole show has this very sleepy kind of vibe to it. It's got a real quaalude aesthetic to it. Like, nobody's ever mad. Nobody really yells too much. It's just like, yep, Norris is here. They all had to act as Chuck Norris acts. Yeah. It's like, he, he, he has no range. It's just him. Like this all the time. And so he never wavers. So you can't be more than Chuck. So you can't act a, a, as much as he, or, or any more than he does. Yeah, he is the star of the show. I see. Yeah. You can't outshine him. And where a moment ago, it looked like, oh, you know, Chuck and his team, they're in this boat and they're really near to where, where Doc was. They, in fact, are like miles away because they all need to get back in the boat and like take this long ass boat trip back to the, to the, um, the dock or whatever. And I like the, the villains here because they had guns that looked exactly like super Nintendo super scopes, which if you've never seen it, first of all, shame on you. Second of all, it's like this gray bazooka looking thing and they're shooting like white rays or whatever. You could say they look like semen. If you were a troglodyte like that, I'm not going to do that, but they're shooting, like <laughs> they're shooting these white rays and that's what I call it. you do what you gotta do chuck says like to pepper who's the driver he's like go on the dunes so they drive sandbar oh he said sandbar i thought he said dunes he said sandbar Ah, whatever he goes to the sandbar (laughs) he made himself a margarita yeah he put up a wall anyway he's like um, is this open bar (laughs) because it's about to be closed down when chuck norris goes to an open bar they're like oh man is that a good chuck norris joke no. <laughs> get this man a beer. What do you think? Chuck Norris doesn't need to get a beer. The beer finds him. I don't know why I'm having such trouble with the construction of these jokes. Anyway, the point is, 
Pepper drives the boat onto the the sandbar, and she starts doing donuts with the boat, which like that's not really how a boat works. Um, because <laughs> you're not much of a boatsman, Ben. Th- th- I mean, that is true. Yeah, a boat swing. <laughs> but they, it creates like a sandstorm, which blinds the bad guys. And- I have a, a, a question about this. Okay. So the bad guys are wearing scuba gear, which covers their mouths. That's right. And they all start coughing right. when the sand blows up. Well, okay. Do so- they have the worst equipment ever, or is it like no, no, no. S- magical like sand? It gets in the uh, aspirator. Yeah. Yeah, and then sand. Those filters are meant for water. They're not meant for sand. But it's not a filter. They're breathing air. That's why when scuba guys go to the bottom of the ocean, they don't dig through the ocean floor because the sand would make it not able to breathe good. Right. For them. They can't breathe in the I think you're both full of need. shit. When Chuck Norris telling? takes a poop, the toilet's like, oh, man. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Like Thank you. <laughs> That's right. This gives them the opportunity to jump out. So nobody's wearing shoes here. Which I will grant for now because they were just all in flippers. But later on, none of them are wearing shoes either. So I don't know if it's just like a Chuck Norris demand. Like we're, we're karate guys. We're karate it's near, commandos. It's near the ocean. You know, they're like, you don't want to get your sneakers wet or your fighting <laughs> shoes, whatever you would call those, wet. Yeah. Like I, I hate wet shoes. It's it's very uncomfortable. Tough to fight in. Yeah. They have them off. Yeah. Some of the action here is Kimo, the samurai warrior. He front somersaults, like he does like a front flip into the screen where there are three bad guys holding guns Mm -hmm. and he just uses a samurai sword to cut the tips off their guns and then back somersaults off screen. You have Tabe, who's the the big sumo fella. He picks a dude up and he throws him 50 feet in the air. You have Pepper using like the karate Corvette to do cool stuff. And then they show a close up of Chuck. And the way the Chuck is drawn is a little weird. And again, I think it's a byproduct of him being the Chuck Norris is most of the other characters look like cartoons, but because Chuck Norris is Chuck Norris, they like tried to draw him extra special or whatever. Yeah. Like they got like their, their second best guy and he just looks weathered. It, it looks like <laughs> he's lived in a cigar humidor for a few years. And then he came out and shot this show. It's odd to look at. Yep. Yeah. It reminded me of, um, the the Batman cartoon we watched with Adam West, it, they also made him way more shredded mm-hmm. than Chuck Norris actually is. Yes. So they had to like make his face as defined as they made his body, which just made him look, I don't know, eroded. Right. Like a cliffside. It's like <laughs> it's like when Pepper did that sandstorm that Chuck was standing in the sandstorm and like it just blew like half of his face away. Right, right. It just created these going. lines, yeah. Boom, 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 boom. Chuck Norris doesn't wash his face. He sandblasts it. Sounds painful. He doesn't feel pain. When the sandstorm sees Chuck Norris coming, he's like, oh man, I'm in Thank trouble. <laughs> Thanks for the memories. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> too much is also there. I don't, if they're a government team, I don't know what purpose too much serves because he just gets beaten up a lot but too much is going to get besieged by two guys and why you little i wouldn't i wouldn't and then chuck meets the two guys on a construction beam like an i-beam and another bad guy uses a crane to put the i-beam in the air and chuck fights the two ninjas at, at like five frames per second of animation and <laughs> oh it's so good <laughs> i was I was going back and forth because it looks like shit. It looks worse than if you think of Ninja Turtles fights, 
it's shot from far away. It's one ninja fighting one guy, and like they're moving very herky-jerky. This looks worse, but then I was like, maybe it's okay, though, because when you think of an actual Chuck Norris movie, you know what I mean? Like, it looks kind of cheap, just and like that, that, yeah. that adds to the charm, so yeah. I was like sort of conflicted. It's like a shot of the foot going across, and it's clear that it's not a real foot. It's like a mannequin's foot. Right. Yeah, yeah. Can you marry a cartoon? I'm going to marry this cartoon. Sure. Like, I loved this cartoon. Maybe in Biden's America. Yeah. <laughs> well... Thank God he's elected that. <laughs> yeah, the, just the cheapness of it. I also think they only did five episodes because Chuck Norris wouldn't stay awake. Five. <laughs> he was very, very sleepy. That checks out. Why, I wouldn't. <sighs> when Ruby Spears asked Chuck Norris to sign on for a sixth episode, he said, get out. Shailen? No. <laughs> Chuck Norris told Ruby Spears they would be creating a five-episode cartoon. And they said, more? And so he killed them. Wow. No wonder he was at that rally. Anyway, so <laughs> then Chuck jumps off of the crane. He kicks through the crane with his bare foot through broken glass. That's kind of harsh. But they capture one dude. One dude is conscious. The rest have gotten away with Samford. They destroyed all the boats, which you didn't see. But you get a little team banter here. Is everyone okay? It takes more than a pack of rats to bring down a tiger. Why did they grab Doc Sanford? So Kimo was the one who delivered that um, that first line about the pack of rats, and then Tabe delivered the other one. And boy, it's, these characters. <laughs> it's so bad. I'm getting them mixed up right now. Kimo is actually played by a uh, Japanese-Canadian actor. Okay. It was like, oh, cool. Like a, they, they hired a, a Japanese person to play a Japanese character. Mm-hmm. Awesome. But then they give him the fucking like Confucius oh, dialogue. Just real bad. It's yeah. so bad. And the metaphors don't even make sense. They're no. not even like sensical or like things you've heard of. Like he does this later when they're in the dungeon too, or the, 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 the galley, the, the ship. Mm. Like, like he, he, it's just like, he's like, when you have to, <laughs> when the cat's away, the mice will play or, or, or something. <laughs> That's the exact line, I believe. Yes. Yeah. But it's, it's not that, line it's it's like a bastardization of it two in the hand are worth one in the the lotus bush yeah yeah Hmm. so bad shell do you agree i i agree so they waterboard this guy off screen and now we're on a plane and the first time that i watched the show i must have overlooked something with this scene because i was like oh they're just talking about what's going on and then i realized that in this plane you have the whole team in a semicircle kind of facing the camera Facing away from the camera, a face you never see, is a guy on an exercise bike who is, quote-unquote, the director? The director. What the fuck? <laughs> who, who was this guy? What was he directing? What does Chuck Norris's team do? Are they like a private military organization? Are they a government organization? Why do they have a kid? Was that exercise bike a Bowflex bike? It was definitely not a Peloton, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. It was It was Bowflex. It was Bowflex because Chuck, Chuck Norris and Christy Brinkley, right? Uh, not at the time, though. Yeah. Hmm. Not at the time. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for shitting all over my joke. Oh, it's not the 80s. I didn't think it was a joke. I thought you were being serious. Idiot. You fucking idiot. I'm not the one who's got my timelines all out of conjunction. When Chuck Norris seems a timeline, the timeline's like, I'm going to fucking go where you want me to, Chuck Norris. Time waits for no man, except for Chuck Norris. Yeah. Yeah, When Chuck Norris sees a timeline, he's like, here are these pin particles, and let's let's time jump. and. It's like a GPS. When Chuck Norris sees a high-quality exercise machine, he's like, I'm going to endorse you and hate 
everybody that's not white. And then the <laughs> exercise machine's like, wow. What do you think? I mean, that's closer to reality than most of the jokes, but... We're going to get there. They're on this plane. It's, it's fucking weird. Uh, but here's what they talk about. The claws people are using Sanford's knowledge of C-Lab so they can get in C-Lab and take over the place. Take over C-Lab. You've got to get Dr. Sanford back. If Claw's ninjas can take that undersea city, he'll have control of all the oceans. Chuck won't let that happen, Mr. Director. <laughs> okay, okay. So chillikers. They figure out immediately that the goal is to take over C-Lab. So they got to get Sanford back before Angel Fire gets into C-Lab. Angel Fish. Whatever. C-Lab, C-Lab, C-Lab. And it's like, Dr. Sanford felt... Like, he seemed like a marine biologist and not like an evil genius who would have designed an underground city that you could rule the oceans with. Yeah. But why ask questions? Why ask why? I don't ask why. Not in this show. So they got to go get Doc Sanford back. I don't understand. And I was like, what do the dolphins have to do with any of this? And as it turns out, absolutely nothing. No. The the dolphins were convenient. (laughs) They become convenient later, like they're a plot device, but... Because I was like, oh, do they have to get Doc Samper because the dolphins? But no, the dolphins are, they're not even a tertiary concern here. The, the, the alternative title to this episode was Helpful Dolphins. Like, <laughs> That's not, that doesn't sound right. They left those smart dolphins in like the middle of the ocean. <laughs> they just left them there, I think. That's true. They come back later in a horrifying way. But anyway. Did uh, you guys ever see the episode of Sequest 2020 with Jonathan Brandis? R.I.P. They need to get into the secret base, but the secret base has special detection that can tell if things are denser than a fingernail and they have to find someone who can get through there without a a tank. And they look at at, like people who can dive like pearl divers. And then instead they find a guy who's like, I'm talking about, I got gills and he just (laughs) swims in. (laughs) Does he have gills? Yeah. Okay. He's He's a a real fish man. He's a fish man. He's a fish man. And that was the last episode of Sequest I ever watched. Oh, man, that would have been the first one. turtleneck collar and was like, look at these. No, he said, I'm talking about I got gills. <laughs> I got gills. <laughs> because I'm pretty sure it was based on this episode of Chuck Norris. Sure. And, and folks, get excited for the hip hop remix of I got gills coming at you uh, <laughs> in a couple of weeks. Drop it next week. That's right. Dropping like it's hot. So now we are with Doc Samford and Angel Fire on the boat, which I think they keep calling Angel Fish's tanker, but it's a submarine. It's not a tanker. But anyway, they put him in a machine, and it's a machine that people will know, but it's used in a way that I've never heard of. I'll never tell you about C-Lab. You already have, Dr. Samford. The CAT scanner read your brain waves. So that's not what CAT scanners do. <laughs> They don't read your mind. That is true. Mm, disagree. I've had multiple CAT scans in my life, and I'm pretty sure. And that's why doctors knew everything you were thinking and all of exactly. your knowledge. <laughs> that's got, They mapped every movement you had. <laughs> they were able to diagnose your problem right away because they knew that's right. every detail. And they, that's why they sprayed the room with sanitizer right after I left. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> this kid's disgusting. That's why nobody would shake my hand. Ugh. But it was because we were currently masturbating, like in the uh, in the device. Well, it's it's nerve wracking in there. <laughs> Got to yeah. do something to keep calm. That's right. Got to calm down. They they wouldn't let me bring my AirPods. Just kidding. This was well before AirPods, and I wouldn't do that because magnets. Anyway, so they um they read his mind with cat scans, and then you're outside of the tanker 
where Chuck and Tabe are there. Now, Chuck is wearing like, I'm trying to think, it's like a vest, but it's like a tactical vest, but it's very bright. Tabe is wearing his Chuck Norris branded loincloth and nothing else. And they're like, oh shit, this is the bottom of a big boat. What are they going to do? And what do you do? Fucking magnets. How do those work? Put on these magnets and let's get going. I love the suction cup sound of Obviously. <laughs> Sounds just like a magnet. The Foley choices in this show are wild. I, I didn't grab a clip of it, but later on, Doc Samford bites down on his pipe, and it sounds he like he ta- he's taking a bite out of an apple. It's like an apple bite, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just savages teeth. It's crazy. Again, like the slapdash nature of this show, like we got to capitalize on the success of Lone Wolf McQuaid. <laughs> Get me a cartoon. And like they don't, I don't care about the sound effects. I don't care how Chuck Norris, how sleepy he sounds. Like just make the goddamn cartoon. We've got kids to entertain. We have money to print with Chuck Norris's face on it. (laughs) It's August 31st. We have a show in two weeks. (laughs) Let's go, people. Get the pot of coffee on. It's very slapdash, which I think adds to the charm here. So they're seen almost immediately by a single guard who, in classic action movie fashion, is directly above them. Would be an impossible shot to miss. And you go to commercial and you come back. And he misses. <laughs> so Chuck, very slowly, Chuck Norris pulls out his Chuck Norris branded like whip or whatever. It's like a, he's got a handle. It's got a rope. He throws it very slowly. It wraps around the guard and you get. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Despite huh? that guy having seen him do all of that, Chuck one arm pulls the guy over the edge. The guy falls into the ocean. And because this is a kid's show. He bobs back to the surface. He's fine. Nobody dies. Nobody ever dies. So then they get to the top. And Chuck tells Tabe, all right, you start at one end. I start at the other. We're just going to go deck by deck until we figure out where Doc Samford is. Becomes interesting in a couple minutes here. Just remember that. But now they're in the boat. And we've talked about Rambo a little bit. Did you guys hear these guards? No. They they sound a little bit familiar. That is almost certainly the voice of, of Rambo the, from that cartoon, right? You're absolutely it has right. To be yeah. Absolutely right. Yeah, I heard that the first time and the eighth time. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, what's going on here? What like if you slow it down, it sounds like this. Don't do drugs, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta play this it backwards. Where number one. Yeah. That pipe's full of crack, Dr. Sanford. We should revisit Rambo at some point. <laughs> Agreed. Should we just do Chuck Norris, Mr. T, then Rambo? Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I think so. So Chuck goes up to the three Stallones. He pulls out, it's not a trident. It's a trident with two points, so I'm going to call it a Bident. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. And like, so... That's my president. The bad guys stand in a semicircle around Chuck Norris, and they have guns, but they never fire the guns. They just kind of wave them at them. And Chuck slowly disarms them all with the Bident, and then he does like a twirl kick around it and he knocks them all out. And then one has an axe and Chuck takes that away too. And he's like, hey, axe. And the axe is like, oh, you're Chuck Norris. I got to go. And it like it axes its way out of the door because Chuck Norris. Bam. Not your best work, Bam. but you're getting closer. Okay. Hashtag president elect Joe Biden. <laughs> Biden. He's going to put a by dent into this fucked up country. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> anyway. I can't wait for this to be the last 
episode of Watch Pods because <laughs> our country just burned to the ground. I thought you were going to say because we got censored. Ice showed up somehow. I'm, I'm an American citizen. Don't matter. Yeah. <laughs> There's anymore. no logo on our van. So Tabe, of course, because he's a big fat guy. He's a sumo. He finds the kitchen and then it just turns into under siege for the next 20 minutes or so. But not before he finds a turkey leg in a fucking bowl of vegetables. Well, even before that. Even before that. You see the two cooks. One of them brings over a bowl of what looks like water balloons. And then Tabe enters the room and they start throwing food at him because when you're when you're a chef, like instead of using knives or heat or whatever, you throw the food and you get the Tabe mantra. Never waste food. So never waste food. And then he pulls a turkey leg out of a bowl of produce and he eats it. And then... <laughs> <laughs> just let's just take that sentence out of context right he takes a turkey leg out of a bowl of vegetables yeah and takes a bite out of it yeah you don't want to waste food that's the other moral in this cartoon right it's it's the requisite moral don't like, waste food they bookended with chuck norris inspirations but then they were like let's fit one more in there we get don't waste food kids we get space to shoehorn it it's don't waste food it's Never give up, and it's a uh, tiger and the rats or something. <laughs> well, that that's an unprotected sex metaphor. So. That's true. Yeah, yeah. So the next shot you see, and like literally, like it's a frame shot of uh, Atabe's dick <laughs> in the loincloth. It's just, it's <laughs> he's got the CN logo like right on his balls. It's just like he's it's just eating. Shaved, it sure is there. It. Oh, it's fucking gross. And like he's all yeah. wet and smooth. And well, this is this is what you hear during that shot. Oh, hi, boss. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> He's eating a whole turkey. <laughs> Slobbing on that tabe knob. It's fucking awful. I don't have the disorder where chewing sounds make you crazy, but sure. those noises just made me lose my mind. Because <laughs> they're so... Didn't like it. Mm. No good. I gotcha. <laughs> I have that disorder, and it's awesome. <laughs> Can you play that clip again, Ben? No. No. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Because we have more important oh, yeah. business to get to. Slow it down. They're, they're being chased around the boat. It's weird, right? Because up till now, Chuck's been a pretty serious guy, right? Like, he wants to save Doc Samford or whatever. He wants to save C-Lab. But he sees these hot young boys chasing him, and he takes a bit of a different turn. Give these guys a shower. <laughs> and, and he does. He... Scrub-a-dubs-dubs them. He pisses all over them. He records it. And he sends it to his friend who he sponsored in 2016. And he just drowns the boys. Um, <laughs> just, just drowns them. Yeah. It's a weird time. Shalom, Shalom, what, your what, are your, on, what are your thoughts? On showers? I just, I can't get over the fact that he used a fucking hose on a submarine yeah, to win. Did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> sometimes, They're on a submarine. Sometimes when the night is darkest, that's when the brightest dawn will arrive. He dodged bullets. There were no bullets. It's dark Earlier. Bullets. Semen rays. They're bullets. There were semen rays and the hose was his penis. It's all an unprotected sex metaphor. Yeah. HIV. I disagree. Yeah. No good. So he drowns the, the dudes. They're, they're probably alive. <laughs> and then he says this. According to that sailor I captured, he's a deck below us in the scanner room. <laughs> Wait a minute. When did he capture a sailor? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was the one they had. Um, the one they caught at the beginning. No, th um, those were all nope. ninjas. I never saw a sailor. I saw no oh, jaunty hats. Okay. I saw nobody wearing the little bow ties. This there were was, no sailors. Do you guys? The there was nobody eating spinach. 
<laughs> zero spinach eaters. Way, way back in the day, the late 80s, I mean early 90s, there's a local channel that played episodes of Matlock. Mm-hmm. They edited out like 10 minutes on the local channel to add more commercials in of every episode. And it was always okay. <laughs> it was always the part of the episode where he found the clue that saved the case. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that happened here. Chuck Norris captured the sailor. The sailor gave him the key piece of information he needed. And they were like, cut it out. Yes. This episode's yes. too long. The edited Matlock trope. <laughs> what, do you know what, what it was? It was like a nine-minute sea shanty. It just didn't fit the tone of the episode. <laughs> There's a dolphin accompanying him. What do you do it. with a Dr. Samson? What Why do you do with so a Dr. Samson? Why is that so popular right now? Like, where did it come from? What's that? The, the, the sea shanty. Okay, all right. Here's the thing. Can you explain this? I'm, I'm hip with the kid, so I can explain this to you. Thank yeah. God. Thank God someone can. There was a TikTok that went online the other day, uh-huh. and it was two guys in a car, and it was one guy who shot like a, a couple of TikToks. His friend had put, uh, he'd use his ox cord in the car, and he was singing sea shanties, and then the guy is skeptical, and then as they, they drive, he becomes more and more into the sea shanties, and by the end, they're both fucking jamming out to these sea shanties. And it was a very popular. I don't know how many like views it has on TikTok because I don't understand TikTok, but I saw it through Twitter. It's, it's a great video. It's very heartwarming. It's very pure. Okay. All right. Feels real. Feels authentic. I mean, I guess we need some earnest entertainment in our lives at this point because the world is just falling apart around us. That's why we're recording this right now. Damn straight. Yeah, that's right. For that's entertainment. That's the most cynical of podcasts. <laughs> Irony free. Mm-hmm. So Chuck and Tabe <laughs> kick a door down uh, with their feet. It's a lot of kicking like steel doors in. Why didn't they just open the door? It was unhinged. It was locked. Uh-huh. You had to kick it in with your fucking kata. <sighs> Bam. And they save Doc Sampson. He's like, C-Lab, it's in trouble. And you're like, I still don't really understand what C-Lab is, but good God, we're about to find but you out. you need to save it. There's so much urgency around it. Like, get Just get caught up in the wave. <laughs> so... Kimo and the rest of the crew are scuba diving to Sea Lab, which they get into with no problem whatsoever because, to Shailen's point, there was no security. None. Angelfish and her crew took it over, but apparently, despite Sea Lab having the power to conquer the ocean, it was just completely abandoned. But to be fair, it's at the bottom of the ocean. So, like, That's true. how much security do you really need? That's true. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of security in Sphere from Michael Crichton's Sphere either. Oh, God. Except the Sphere <laughs> itself was really all the protection that was needed. Right. It had some level of protection. Do you remember the end of the movie where the Sphere rockets away and it's like, holy hell, that's not what happened in the book at all? What happened in the book? They just heavily allude that Beth didn't give up her powers and the Sphere. Right. I think it stays there. I think it just yeah, it continues to float. Yeah. Remember the cover of that book was really cool looking. Um, it had like shark fins going around it. Mm-hmm. There were no sharks. Didn't match, didn't match the book. No. Weird book. Yeah. A lot of math in that book. Hmm. Michael Crichton loves his math. He loves to let you know he's a smart guy. You know who else is a smart guy? Chuck, Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris. When a globe sees Chuck Norris, it's like, what country would you like me to be, Chuck Norris? That was pretty close. Is that, yeah. is that pretty good? I'm getting there. Yeah. Little yeah. by little. When, when the sphere saw Chuck Norris, it was like, I'm a cube now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> so they get on the fucking C Lab, and there's ninjas there, and there's ninjas with guns that are chasing them. And then all of a sudden, they're just hand to hand fighting with ninjas. I don't know what happened to the guys with guns, but they're quickly overwhelmed, and you get a little more chemo wisdom. There's a time to fight and a time not to. 
uh, too much was getting just fucking railed. <laughs> just gross. <laughs> so every all <laughs> bad news. Gross. Bad, bad news. It's, it's a tough. I mission. can't believe they animated that stuff. I don't know, but it was eighty six. So he's being held by the arms there, and it just sounds like like he's got a mouthful of marshmallows. I don't get it. Yeah. yeah. Why do they do that? Laziness. I don't like it. So anyway, the big plot point here is the main wave reactor, which essentially is just creating like a big wave pool. Like if you've ever gone to like a water park yeah. and there's like, this this was pre-COVID. I can't even fathom this now. There's like 5 million people fucking sharing water and then a siren goes off and they start making waves and then like you're just getting pushed back towards the beginning of the wave pool. That's what this yeah, is. And then, and then you end up drowning in a sea of people. It's, it's good. And then yeah, everyone like you just get gets like, mono from the pool. I cannot even tell you how many times. It's more than once. I've been in a wave pool and have been like knocked backwards and like skinned the fuck out of my knee. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then like you're just bleeding in the pool. And then everyone gets oh, mono. Oh, man. Right. Good golly. The last time I went to a water park was in college. And on the way home, we had rented a van. And there were two people up front. And then the rest of us were in the back. There were no seats in the van. Uh, except for the two front ones. And we were passing around a bottle of, of Jack Daniels. It was a smart thing. And, and then we got back to our friend's house and I drank like 12 Rolling Rock beers Ugh. and then threw up all over the driveway. Okay. I mean, yeah. you, you yeah, kept yourself alive that way. Yeah. That's yeah. how you didn't die that day. <laughs> That's right. I miss college. We tried to bring our son to a hotel that had like an indoor water park thing <laughs> and he hated it the whole entire time. Like we put him in his bathing suit and he was like, no, I don't like it. I don't want to do this. And we brought him to the lazy river and he was like, no, I don't want to do this. It's wet. Lazy rivers are the best. You just you just sit there. Not according yeah. to our son. Oh man, they're great and oddly warm and like probably full of urine and blood. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I go back and forth on things like all-inclusive vacations because the things I read are often like, oh, you know, like the resort is nice, but it's like a three-hour bus ride to get there. Uh, And it's like Mm -hmm. you're going through really rough areas and it's just like, it's just kind of a bummer. But then like I see him and I'm like, oh man, this one's got a lazy river. (laughs) It just draws me in. You give me a pina colada and a lazy river and I don't care what else is going on in the world. You know? You just have to get there. Yeah. 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 That's the trick. That's that's the trick of vacation. It's not the destination. It's the journey. Right. We should build a lazy river around our new house. It was at this point that I, I looked at the runtime on the cartoon. There were eight minutes left. <laughs> and I went, holy fuck. Because Super Ninja shows up. One of the charming things about this show is that uh, they can't animate a walk cycle. So Super Ninja, he ambles in like he's current day Clint Eastwood. He's just like shambling he's shuffling yeah, he can't move his knees oh, so he's just kind of like walking with his shoulders it's great and angel fish is screaming about mutiny but then they talk to claw and he's like it's insurance and i was like what 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 does that mean what does that mean I thought, like they they were like this episode doesn't have enough we need internal strife with yeah the the antagonists i thought it was that they were divided and so that was a peek into the ending that you know things are going to work out for the good guys i thought so too but i thought that so I thought pretty much from this point forward until literally the end of the episode that Angel Fish was a double agent or that she had turned. No. There's more evidence to that later, but that that's where my mind was. But now we cut to, I guess, what was the UN, maybe? 
there's a lot of people there anyway. And Claw appears on a 300-foot television, and he lays out his demands. Let me come to the point. Deliver one billion in gold to me at Sealab, or this will be the outcome. Full power! They turn on the main wave reactor from Sealab, and it creates a big tidal wave that destroys two trees. And somehow there are cameras that capture all of this and broadcast it back to the UN. It's your classic omniscient bad guy. Yeah. Right? He's got cameras everywhere. He knows what's going on. He can broadcast. Yeah. I took a step back and I was like, again, Samford was training dolphins to be smart or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. Like if you were making an underground city, why would you give it this thing? (laughs) (laughs) It's yeah. It's like putting a self-destruct button on something that you don't, you don't want self-destruct. What purpose could this possibly have served a thing that would make a tidal wave? The weakest tidal wave I've ever seen. Oh, God, it might wipe out that sand castle no. in a very gentle and natural way. No, it took me minutes to build that. When Disney was building Disney World, one of the resorts they built was the Polynesian Resort, which has a very, you know, Polynesian theme, as as is the name. And they imported sand, I think, from, from Hawaii. Like, it was like authentic sand, like black sand or whatever. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that they had there was water sports. And not like the sick fuck kind, yes, you sick fucks, but, you know, wakeboarding what? and stuff. Water why sports. Would, what does that mean? That, why would that be sick? What kind of water, water sports kind of in other circles is known as peeing on people and oh. such. Oh, all right. You sick fucks. So, hmm. so they're wakeboarding and stuff, but they put a wave machine in, in the waters, on, on like the beach, so it was really in, the, in like the lake or whatever, but it was washing away the black sand and costing them like thousands of dollars. <laughs> So they disconnected it. Hmm. Did they dredge the sand back up? No, no, it was just lost to the ether. I wonder how the alligators fared ingesting that. Well, they got hungry. (laughs) That's where you were going with it. I was not where I was going. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. You needed somebody to fucking finish that horrible thought, and I did it. That recent horrible story that you just alluded to. Yeah. So anyway, now we're in like a boat or something, and Samford is there with Chuck Norris and Tabe, and then there's the three dolphins, and the three dolphins are in glass boxes that are literally like the size of them. You know, it's like yeah, if it's they like took coffins. a perfect head-to-tail measurement and top to bottom and made these glass cases, like they're not moving, they don't get to swim around, they're just in this boat. It's awful. They, so so they, they laid out the, the dolphins' glass sar- sarcophagi. Mm-hmm. And the seven dwarves were there, and they paid their respects. And then Prince Charming came and, and kissed the dolphins away. <laughs> and then they became deadly. Yeah. And then the name made sense. The alternative episode title was uh, Romantic Dolphin. Sure. Hmm. Yeah. Would have been a winner. Mm-hmm. More so. So anyway, the three of them are, are talking. Chuck, believe me, a gnat couldn't get in there. Stop it. <laughs> Chuck, believe me. <laughs> no, stop it. So they're... <laughs> <laughs> Sanford is saying that um, that Sea Lab is impregnable. You know, there's no way in. But then they're looking at blueprints, and you get this cool computer sound effect. Enlarge. <laughs> and they find a like a water intel pipe, and <laughs> again they're showing more and more close-ups of Chuck. And you're like, okay, if you looked at the guidebook, right, for how they animated this, like they obviously have the reference material for Chuck. His resting face is just constantly gritted teeth. I mean, that's what Chuck Norris looks like. It's pretty accurate to real He looks like a hound dog who's very angry. Sure. They figure out, oh, we can get in through this inlet pipe or whatever. Uh, Well, we got to use the dolphins. So then 
Now we're jumping back to the sea lab where the rest of the crew is in prison and chemo a little more wisdom. Sometimes to get rid of the cat, the bird has to invite him inside his cage. Huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Huh? <laughs> so he's, what? he's confused short round, but then chemo, <laughs> chemo fucking, he knocks on the door. The guard turns around, opens the door. He also says, huh? Huh? And they're all spread eagle on the, like the roof between the beams. And they all this fall is so ridiculous. Him. First off, that, that was they, they did that really well in The Firm with Tom Cruise. I believe James Bond pulled that same trick as well at one point. Yes, yes. But like, so so Kimo says uh, the, the bird's going to let the cat in the cage or whatever. Then it just works? Like, what kind of guard is that? Like, oh, they want me to go in? Sure, I'll open the door. It wasn't like they disappeared or like, or they did disappear, but like, it wasn't like it, they were gone forever or like for hours. It was just, it was like a split second later. Yeah. The guards are, huh? 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 Uh-huh. open this door. <laughs> so Reed, he sees a gun and he's like, oh, I guess he won't be needing this. And he picks the gun up. You never see the gun again. <laughs> gun does not come into play. It's no unimportant. Guns. No super no scopes. So now, Tabe and Chuck, they're, riding the dolphin's tail. So the dolphins are swimming fast and they're holding on to the tails. The dolphins have been outfitted with safety vests. So they have these darling orange vests. So they're going to the inlet pipe because Chuck needs to cut it open and then they need to strip to their skivvies because... He's got gills. There's a metal detector, but the dolphins need to swim fast. There's this whole convoluted thing. But the point of this... I got gills. (laughs) I got gills. So there's like a proximity alarm or whatever at the sea lab and they go angel fire intruders and they angel say fish they say pull it up on screen and you could see very clearly like in the closed caption monitor closed caption monitor in the monitor, closed circuit closed circuit monitor thank the you CCG yeah, TV. thank you you see the dolphins with their orange vests dragging chuck and tabe <laughs> and this is what angel fish says we have unidentified intruders near the sub inlet punch it up on the screen it's just fish. Forget it. But it wasn't. And I swear to they God. They fucking dolphins. I was like, oh, she must be turning on Claw. And she knows. And she's like, fuck these guys. Chuck Norris is going to Chuck Norris the shit out of these guys. But no, she's just dumb. Also, Chuck Norris and Tabe are holding the tails of the dolphins instead of their dorsal fins. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I was like, there can't possibly be a worse way to try to catch a red with a dolphin. That the dolphin like, pulled the, the poor dolphin dolphins just in kept half. going left. <laughs> it kept going in circles. It's like putting your fist through their blowhole would be the only worst way to do it. It's like oh, it's why like did you have to say it that way, Shailen. Because I couldn't think of a worse thing. Fist through the blowhole. <laughs> it's like putting an elastic on a dog's tail. <laughs> and then watching them get confused. Yeah. Walk crooked. Same exact thing. So we cut back to the crew. They're tiptoeing around the sea lab, which just bugged me. It's like the Scooby-Doo bullshit. Chuck Norris Karate Commandos is above that. But Kimo, Kimo, like he does like a double somersault kick onto a dude. And then they go, let's get out of here before they wake up. Even though one of the dudes is still clearly moving around. Very obviously. That was funny. But Chuck and Tabe are now in the pipe. The dolphins are dragging them. All of a sudden, there's this ninja. Uh, I didn't grab a clip of him, but I called him the Brooklyn Ninja because he just goes, no. <laughs> he's, he's eating a big slice. He's hailing a cab. He's going, I'm walking here. Yeah, I'm fucking ninja in here, guy. He's getting a slice. Huh? Yeah, he's a slice of roni. <laughs> but his, uh, his slice time is ruined because the dolphins launch Chuck Norris into the air. And like he does like a flying kick to the dude. 
and then Chuck tells the dolphins to make sure no one leaves. And I I don't even know what that means, but it's fine. The dolphins understand English, by the way. Now we're back to Angelfish. She's with Super Ninja. Things are starting to go a little haywire, but she sums it up for us. Norris, that meddler. He's in Sea Lab, and his people are running loose in the hallway. <laughs> there must have been a contract provision. Like, you have to say Norris or Chuck or Chuck Norris <laughs> 200 times every 20 minutes. There was no reason for her to say that very obvious thing that you just saw. You're right. But Super Ninja is pissed. And he's like, that fucking Norris, that son of a bitch. So he decides he's going to create the maximum wave, like the, the most power, and it's going to destroy a very specific target. Tokyo! Because it's not a racist show. He's just going to destroy. Tokyo! That's weird. So Chuck shows up. He kicks in yet another door for like the fourth time. He boots the door open. <laughs> he sees the two bad guys. But then it's weird. So you guys remember that Chuck got horny earlier, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But then Super Ninja... Instead of wanting to fight Chuck, he wants to do something different. I'll finish Norris. <laughs> he just starts approaching him with a little glint in his eye. It's it's weird. And, and then Chuck's like, I'm more of an edge guy. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck Norris, I don't know. I can't think of it. <laughs> anyway, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, Chuck, Chuck Norris invented edge. That's right. Um, so Chuck Norris shows up and then like he fights Super Ninja Angelfish is going to help, and Super Ninja's like, no, don't. But then she gets a harpoon. Chuck kicks her through a window. No, she runs away. Chuck kicks Super Ninja through a window. This fight scene takes a month, but he kicks Super Ninja into the water, and you get a little more of that Chuck wit. Have a nice swim. <laughs> Just every line. <laughs> what, a, what a delivery. Just masterfully. Have uh, a nice swim. Okay. He's got two minutes until this thing destroys Tokyo, which you never see. You just see the ocean. So Chuck throws the harpoon through the power wire, and then he pulls the power wire. He doesn't electrocute himself. There's just like a puff of smoke, and then all is well. Now, the thing about waves is a wave has to finish, right? Like, it just has to roll. It comes to a completion. Sure. This is why, like, tidal waves are such a problem, because you can't just, like, stop them. Right. This one, Chuck cuts the power, and the water just kind of immediately falls. Flat. Just drops into the ocean. There's, There's no, no momentum. He pulled the drain in the um, in the ocean, and it just started like, to I, go down. I am no scientist. Certainly not. I'm no Doc Samford, but it seems to me that there yeah. would have been some devastation there. You're no angelfish who thinks the dolphins are fish, mm-hmm. but if you're a water scientist, uh, an aqualogist, get in touch with us at email watchbotspod.com. Tell me would a tidal wave just Stop? I don't think so. I don't believe it. So Chuck goes, he meets the rest of the, the crew on the dock. They're still in, in C-Lab. <laughs> in the conversation, I think it's my favorite part of the entire episode. You did a good job. Thanks, boss. But what took you so long? A couple of creeps named Angelfish and Super Ninja. Where are Angelfish and Super Ninja? Super Ninja went swimming. As for Angelfish. <laughs> Just like... Angelfish. As for Angelfish. I don't know why it was written for them to have to say the names three times each. They were trying to remember who everyone was. Yeah. Yeah. Make it all more toyotic. But um, so the dolphins are just like bouncing Angelfish back and forth. Probably pretty unpleasant. And that's that's the end of the cartoon. Uh, You see the heroes laughing. But then you got to get back to Chuck. And he's in that same red gi. He's in the dojo. (laughs) He's doing a, a few kicks, working the heavy bag. 
and we finish off here. For a while there, things were pretty rough, but we won. We won because we didn't give up. If we had, Claw would still have Sea Lab. Now, I know you're not going to have to go against the Claw, but the next time things get tough, you mess up on a test or lose the game, don't let it get you down. Don't give up, and you'll be a winner. See you next time. <laughs> Given current historical events that are taking place in the last 10 days, this is very, very funny. Don't give up. This actually played before Donald Trump's video oh saying, we love you. Oof. Ouch. <laughs> You're very special. If you don't win, yeah, yeah. that's okay, he says. That's what he said just now. Mm-hmm. Someone wasn't listening. Well, you lost the big game. Oh, man. I love when people reference the game generically. It's it's great. Yeah, if for every like Super Bowl TV sale commercial. Need a, yeah, new, yeah. need a new set for the, the big game? I like the it game. in sitcoms when they talk about the opposing team and they always either win against state or they were the quarterback for state. <laughs> yeah. Whenever my wife wants to go somewhere by herself or have a friend over, I'll go, but babe, the big game is on. No. And then she hits me because I've made that joke a million times. Yeah. That's how it goes. She hits me. Yeah. Are you okay? She fucking hits me. What (laughs) I know. That's a bad song. Yeah, that's not a good song. song. That's a bad song. You know what's not bad, though? Chuck Norris, Karate Commandos. So would you show... CNKK to a CNK kid. Dave. No, I wouldn't. And it's not because of a moral thing mm-hmm. or like it's there's too much violence. Like I want it all for myself. This is this is all about me. I, I love this show. I I don't want anybody else to see it or know about it. Okay. Any kids to know about it. <laughs> they start making TikTok videos of Chuck Norris cartoon. No, no, no. This is it's too precious. It's all all for Dave, all for our generation. The kids love the TikTok. That's all that's all I can mm-hmm. tell you. Mm-hmm. Shailen? Heavens no. Why? I don't know. Like, we just talked about all the reasons why uh, for the last 17 hours or so. The racism. Okay. <laughs> the anti science. <laughs> okay. Wait, 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 hold on. Anti science. Alternative science. <laughs> I wish I could express in words the look I just gave you. Just know. Just know you're sleeping on the couch. It's off tonight. the cuff. The bad animation. The terrible dialogue. So you wouldn't show a a kid this because the animation is bad? It's just another strike against it. Um, You show our child the fucking French Sonic the Hedgehog show. And he loves it. It's fucking awful. It's horrible. You're not wrong. Sacre bleu, Dr. Eggman. (laughs) Sonic the Hedgehog. God damn. Standards are all over the place. Double standards more like. And also because I don't want to hear any kid. Just say Chuck Norris, Chuck Norris, <laughs> yeah. Chuck. Well, that is Chuck fair. Norris, 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 Chuck Norris, Chuck Norris, Chuck, Chuck. That's fair. You know, if I didn't know about Chuck Norris's personal history, I would say yes, because every child needs a strong father figure. Mm-hmm. And Chuck Norris can provide that for youths across the world. But when you combine it with where he is now, is that the right kind? No. A father figure? No, it's not. 75 million Americans think it is. <laughs> but what can I tell you? And we're going to go with one to five. Doors kicked off hinges. Doors kicked off hinges. The least problematic (laughs) thing yet. Shailen, how many doors kicked off hinges slash dolphins in glass boxes would you give this? One. One. Whoa. Here's the thing. Wow. I just kept watching and opening my mouth 
and then closing it again, unable to speak because I was unable to find the words to express my dismay at what I was watching. And that is hard for me. Like if it's going to be a really bad show, I want it to be bad in a way I can talk about it or think mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. This just broke me. Okay. It, like not in like a, huh. a fantastic max. Like I was angry way, just like a, I don't know how to process what I've just pen. witnessed. He stops. Like, He's so terrific. <laughs> I don't know another word that says it's so specific. Like the music well, was great. Was for, and that safety pin. <laughs> it was all the things that it wanted to be, but it wanted to be too much. And it was just, I couldn't take it apart. It broke me. It was everything it wanted to be, but nothing you wanted it to be. I didn't hate it, but I didn't like it. It's a one. Is this a Chuck Norris joke? Like an extended one? Like a really extended one? <laughs> oh. Chuck when Chuck Nor- Norris sees your review, he's going to be like, bam. You don't analyze Chuck Norris's cartoon. Chuck Norris analyzes you. Man. That's right. That's right. Dave, how many, I don't know, fucking dolphin doors are you giving this? Give this uh, five out of five Chuck Norris, Donald Trump, P-tapes. I'm fascinated by this show. I'm fascinated by Chuck Norris. Mm-hmm. Not meme Chuck Norris, but just the... The, the man C, of action. C-grade man of action, yeah. And I'm glad he got his, his five-episode animated <laughs> moment in the sun. When I watched this, I was like, this is cheap, this is chintzy, this is no good. But the more that I think about it, the more I think that it's intentional like it's paying homage to the shitty action movies that it's it's based on and so like if you think there was intent if it was higher quality like if it looked better it would somehow be worse because yeah it's earnest in its cheesiness and mm. so with that in mind i can't give it any less than four fists in blowholes then <laughs> 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 uh, could you play clip one that i sent you earlier Please. Walker told me I have AIDS. I, I did. Welcome <laughs> to my game. Watchbots told me I have AIDS. I am going to test your knowledge and intestinal fortitude with trivia about another Chuck Norris property. That's Walker, Texas Ranger. Now, a little background. Back in college, I started listening to Hollow Notes. And I was like, oh, I was like ironically enjoying them. Mm -hmm. And then it just turned into actual love for Holland Oates. My love for Walker, Texas Ranger took the opposite trajectory. It (laughs) started off, I was young. So I was like, oh, was it 93 it started? So I was like nine or so. And for about five years, maybe four or five years, I was like, this show is the best. I love it. And then I realized one day that my parents were watching it because they thought it was the stupidest thing. And I think that's where I came from, right? Like that's where my love for stupid shit came from. (laughs) And so then I started to watch it ironically. So it took that it's one of those few things where I started to really love and then kept watching, but ironically. So do you guys have experience with Walker, Texas stranger? Did you watch it? Did you watch it a lot? Minimal. Minimal. It was on right before something else on USA network. I can't remember what. And so I used to watch like the last 10 minutes. Was it before wrestling? No. No, the NCIS followed by Silk Stockings. It was on, I don't know. I watched the last five to 10 minutes of a lot of episodes. 
and that's it. Hmm. Yeah, so it was staple viewing 10 to 11 or 9 to 10 every Saturday night. So you'd watch that, then you'd watch the news, and you'd go upstairs to bed and watch uh, SNL. That was my 90s Saturdays for for a lot of it. Hmm. But Walker, Texas Ranger is an insane show. Chuck Norris plays a Texas Ranger that knows martial arts. Mm-hmm. He is friendly with the DEA, uh, so much so that they become romantic and they get married. But she's kidnapped nearly every episode or held hostage <laughs> nearly every episode. So he's bad at protecting his wife. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's part Cherokee, I believe. Okay. Uh, in the show. There's like some like spiritual connection to Native American um, like spirits. Uh, it's, it's really odd. It just randomly gets into the metaphysical sometimes. So I just thought that the you know a nice trivia game to guide you to through this wonderful world would be would be appropriate. So get ready for a multiple choice quiz. There's a couple bonus rounds in there. For every question you get right, you will get a point. And uh, let's let's kick things off with Shaylin. Okay, Shaylin. Yeah. In the episode Cyclone, Walker's paramour Alex, the DA, and mentor CD are kidnapped along with some fifth and sixth graders while on a field trip. The kidnappers, having taken over the bus, demand a cool ten million in r- ransom. If they don't get it, they're going to what? Is it A, drive the bus to a landfill, cover it with mud, essentially burying the children and the chaperones alive, all while a storm system is heading their way, spawning deadly tornadoes? Is it B, put a bomb on the bus and tell Walker that if he goes under 50 miles per hour, the nearby reservation where Cordell Walker grew up is going to blow up? C. Drive it to a laboratory where one of the kidnappers, a disgraced scientist, used to work and threatened to turn the kids into radioactive mutants that will serve as crystal meth dealers? Or is it D. Drive it off a cliff and on top of a nursing home? D. D. Oh, I'm sorry, Shannon. It is. It was A. Drive a bus to the landfill. Why was the DEA supervising a field trip of children? They needed to get her kidnapped. Oh, okay. <laughs> is, the, is, the, is usually the answer. Anytime you would see her outside of the DA's office or the police station, you're like, oh, shit, Alex is going to get kidnapped. <laughs> and she would. Ben. Yes. I've listed a, a smattering of Cordell Walker's antagonists below. One of these groups is completely true. The other has one false part of it. So which one? is the one that is false. So is it A, he's fought a high school shop teacher, a hitman played by Gary Busey, and narwhal poachers? Mm -hmm. Is it B, a grizzly bear, a grizzly bear, and the leader of a den of car thieves played by Yafet Kato? I'm sorry, you're going to have to guess the one that's actually true. Okay. Um, Is it C, alternate universe Trivette, which is his, uh, his partner, and CD, his mentor, drug-addled regnecks and high school bullies, or is it D, mountain men, a ghost, and a cannibal? It's C. I'm sorry. The answer is D. Hmm. He's fought mountain men, he's fought a ghost, and he fought a cannibal. Who knew? So Walker (laughs) had to go to the astral plane where he fucking fights a, a Native American evil spirit. I don't think Galax is kidnapped in that episode. Hmm. Zero, zero. But one of you will get a point this question. Shailen. Yes. Give me your best Chuck Norris joke. 
It's got to be original. Chuck Norris doesn't order at the drive-thru. The drive-thru delivers to Chuck Norris. Okay. All right. It's a pretty solid setup. Ben? Oh, man. Oh, man. How You've does, been practicing how does this design? whole episode, Ben. Yeah. Chuck Norris doesn't fight <clears throat> communism. He writes about it on Parlor. <laughs> I'm going to give Shailen that one. Oh, I, come on. <laughs> I, I appreciate the effort, Ben, but Shailen had the structure yeah, and the you, form down. You missed the structure of the Chuck Norris joke entirely. No, I didn't. What are you talking about? You've been missing it all night. All right. Uh, <laughs> it's fucking horseshit. That's not true. Here. We'll start with Shailen again. Shailen. Yes. Which wrestler played a former gangbanger come youth counselor who cries for unity and not seeing each other for the color of their skin, but to recognize themselves as brothers in Christ. Is it A, Macho Man Randy Savage, B, Sting, C, Rowdy Roddy Piper, or D, Hulk Hogan? Macho Man. I'm sorry, the answer is... Actually, Ben, why don't you play clip two? It means there is no black or white. There's only blue. The color of your uniform. God doesn't see us in colors, but in character. Character is what matters. Go out there today and see each other as brothers in Christ. If you can do that, whether you win the game or not, you'll leave here winners. Shall I find no wire? What do you wear? Hulk Hogan was the answer. That's right. Inveterate racist. Hulk Hogan. <laughs> there was a clip next to that one that said Walker versus Macho Man Randy Savage as well. Yes. So all the answers, mm-hmm. all of those wrestlers are in... Walker, Texas Ranger. Wow. Yeah. Sting plays a biker gang leader. Sure. Roddy Piper plays a, he plays a former wrestler, but he's a, like an alcoholic and he's like a deadbeat dad or something. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty good. All right. Still one, nothing Shailen, but Ben. Yes. Got a chance to tie. You can get the complete series of Walker, Texas Ranger on DVD on Amazon for the low, low price of what? A $27. B, $80. C, you can't describe a value to such divine content. Or D, $174. $174. I'm sorry, the answer was B, Fuck. 80 bucks for all eight seasons. That's $10 a season. That's a, that's a bargain. That's so much money for DVDs. I'm stunned that some DVDs have kept that value in wrestling. I don't know why I'm talking about wrestling so much today. I haven't been watching much. There were some wrestling DVDs that used to be worth like hundreds of dollars, like pay-per-views like wrestlemania 17 the dvd was worth like 170 dollars when the wwe network came the bottom fell out of that whole market oh yeah walker texas ranger has to be online somewhere why is it 80 dollars? it's bullshit i don't know i don't like it it's gonna be on tubi or something right because chuck norris that's right <laughs> chuck norris says the price of chuck norris dvd yeah that's true yeah and he'd write about it on twitter but he got banned did he get banned i don't think no. so that was the joke <laughs> He was able to tweet out that he was not at Insurrection. <laughs> Twitter came to ban Chuck Norris, and he's like, I ban you from living. It's, there you go. You finally got a Chuck Norris joke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it doesn't count, though. It's still Shailen one, Ben nothing. Mm-hmm. This one's for both of you. Shailen, sing me the Walker Texas Ranger theme song. I have no idea what it sounds like. The closest to the actual lyrics is, uh, we'll get the point. Walker, Texas Ranger. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> no, it's just that on repeat. 
Okay. Uh, ben, do you, you want to top that? It's a little wild and a little strange <laughs> when Walker, <laughs> Texas Rangers on the range. Uh, non-whites better be on the run because Walker's not out there for fun. I thought you were going to say because he rides a horse and has a gun. <laughs> well, it's a punch uh, up. Yeah. No, it's not. It's a punch down. Right into the blowhole. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a lateral punch. He'll fist you in your blowhole. Neither of you were close, but Ben, you get the point there for trying. <laughs> Just a little more. Yeah. Do you want to play clip three? In the eyes of a ranger, the unsuspecting stranger had better know the truth of wrong from right. Cause the eyes of the ranger are upon you. He's multi-tracked. He's gonna, do, he's gonna see. So it's a rare animal to hear a song that's not just multi-tracked with a bad singer. Uh It's also multi-tracked and auto-tuned at the same time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Hey, you missed all the notes on part one of the harmony. Let's try parts. What's a harmony? (laughs) So cartoon, action star, and voice recording star, Mm -hmm. Chuck Norris. Sinker. You ever put out any albums? Singer. I checked Spotify real quick. I didn't see anything. There is a YouTube channel called Mr. Norris. I don't know if that's him, but nothing that I could find. That is one to one. I've got a couple questions left. Who's up next? Who's up next? Shaylin. Yeah. In the series finale, a bunch of things happen. Which of these plot points is not true? A, Alex has Walker's baby. Side note, Chuck Norris was 60 years old at the time. (laughs) How old was Alex? 23. 23. 18. He's 80 years old now. Wow. Yeah. Hatred hasn't aged him somehow. (laughs) Well, it's all that Bowflex. Botox, more like. Exactly. Got him. Toxflex. Anyway. Boom. B, it's revealed that his mentor, CD, was poisoned. C, a gang of Walker's former enemies all break out of prison to get revenge on Walker. D, Walker blows up a guy with a grenade. E, Trevette, Walker's partner, proposes to the adult daughter of the man whose name he cleared from going to prison. Or F, I love this show. All of this is true. F, Dave. That's right, Shanlin. This is maybe the only episode I saw from start to finish and everything that you were listening. I was like, yep, I remember that. Yep, I remember mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, it's so good. It's so ridiculous. Anyway, Ben, mm-hmm. three Walker Texas Ranger books, three have been written. They're out of print, which is sad. Which one is not a real Walker Texas Ranger title? Is it A, Another roundhouse barkeep. Is it B, Walker, Texas Ranger? Is it C, Hell's Half Acre? Or is it D, Siege on the Bell? Hmm. I think another roundhouse barkeep. That is correct. Yeah. Yes. That was a gimme. What are you talking about? To be fair, yours was also a gimme. 
was the walk was was walker texas ranger like the the companion to it you know what i mean like the companion to the show oh it's like the the glossary yeah all shows have that like i have i have an iron chef one (laughs) (laughs) it's just it lists the episodes of iron chef it has interviews with the iron chefs it's an awesome book it is that would be great i don't think so it's not yeah it's not like the uh the 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 walker texas ranger mythos the compendium yeah yeah (laughs) the technical manual i don't think so i think it's a uh, i don't and i don't know if these are original plots or if they're novelization Mm -hmm. of a teleplay but uh all right shalen's your turn it's tied two to two walker texas ranger had some pretty fun guest stars whose characters had crazy names which one of these names is not a character in walker texas ranger is it a dirk the hammer savage (laughs) is it b my pen name rudd kilgore is it C, Wallace the Wizard Slauson? Or is it D, Richie Slappy Ballsack? Richie Slappy Ballsack. That is correct. It Woo. is D. Yes. Shailen is up three to two. Ben, this is the last question. Mm-hmm. You could end it in a WatchBots tradition, a tie. Or you could let Shailen win it all. Throughout the course of the series... Alex Cahill, portrayed by Shiri Wilson, has been kidnapped or held hostage how many times? Is it A, 5, B, 18, C, 22, or D, 57? 22. That is correct. Yeah. It is 22 times. Do you know how many episodes of Walker there are? 23. No. Like 900. 201. <laughs> She was kidnapped or held hostage 10% of the series. <laughs> wow. It's amazing. What else is amazing is that we've ended in a tie. That's right. Yeah. It's good to have traditions. Nobody wins. That's my game. Watchbots told me I have AIDS. <laughs> Do you want to play that clip again? To, to... Walker told me I have AIDS. Thanks for playing. Yeah. Another one in the books. On to the mailbag. Stuff like Creed... Cobra Kai and that new Save by the Bell show that there can actually be a path for old properties to be continued without being completely embarrassing. What other cool old shit would you like to see dug up in this manner? Yours, Paul Mark Tussled Hair. <laughs> None of it. Let it all be dead. Get an original idea, you fuck. Have you seen Creed? Creed's good. Creed is pretty good. Creed's good. Creed 2? I have not, not seen. So I have not seen Creed two. Not yeah, bad. That's fair. I have not watched Cobra Kai. I have not watched the Saved by the Bell reboot. But I hear good things. It can happen. You can take a property and make it your own, and you don't have to rely on what was done beforehand. You can make allusions, which is fine. You can make references, but you don't. You don't want to like rely beat for beat like the Force Awakens did. Yeah, there's a certain earnestness as well to these new things. I think like they're playing it like it is. It's not like. Uh, 21 Jump Street was actually a good movie, but like it was very like wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the idea that you're picking up and it, you're breathing new life into these things. You got your mouth to a bird's beak and you're making him a phoenix, you know? I'm fine with the path and the concept. Sure. But also, why can't we have new things? The answer is cheers, by the way. <laughs> the <answer> is cheers. <laughs> Who's left? What would your cheers world be they're back at cheers and they're hanging out <laughs> what of the dead ones who's dead none of them i don't know they're all alive aren't they george went he's alive george went's alive but ratzenberger's alive is he hurting 
He's, he's old. Ted Danson is fucking thriving. Woody Harrelson's around. Somehow Ted Danson ages but looks younger. Maybe Kirstie Alley got like trampled by <laughs> elephants. No, she's alive. She's just... Right, her character got trampled by elephants. And she's still very much a Scientologist. Yeah. There's a whole episode about the people at the bar getting the COVID vaccine so that they can hang out. Hmm. And Rebecca Howe will have none of it. Hmm. Dave? And then Chuck Norris shows up and kicks her in the fucking grill. No, he he kicks everyone else because she's on his team. Whatever. There is a... uh, I don't know if it's a reboot or a reimagining or a revitalization. Walker, Texas Ranger is also getting its retreatment. Is um, he going to be in it? No, he's not. That kills it. This is yeah. why like, I was not interested in the new MacGyver for this exact same reason. Like, I love right. MacGyver. I fucking it's love a, MacGyver. But, no, MacGyver's amazing. But if you don't um, have MacGyver, like, you, you can't do it. That's how I yeah. felt about Dark Shadows. I watched yeah, a lot of Dark Shadows as a kid, and like it was campy as fuck, but it was fun, and it was entertaining, and then they made it, wink, wink, Johnny Depp's here, and it was just not good. He's all like, oh, hip it off, we've got necklaces and rings, oh, oh. <laughs> He wore a cape. Oh, where's, where's the rum? Oh, anyway, tell me, tell, me about this new, tell me about this new walker. It's got uh, Jared Padalecki, I think that's how you pronounce his name, from Supernatural. Sure. He plays Cordell Walker, but they're playing it very serious. So in this, Walker has a family. I think his wife or someone in his family gets murdered. She gets kidnapped. They, is this show going to be on CBS? It is. What yeah. the fuck? Why, how, this is all CBS has. They have the new Magnum P.I. They have the new Hawaii Five-0, which is on season yeah. like 75. I don't understand. To be fair, CBS is thriving right now. I know. It's America's most watched network. Yeah. They have Bull. <laughs> they do have ball. <laughs> they don't have Rookie Blue, rookie or, blue. or The Rookie, which is a different show. All ABC shows, Rookie Blue, The Rookie. Rookie, rookie of the, the year. year series. God damn. Anyway, Chalen, what's your choice? You have to make a choice. You can't, you can't cop out on the easy mailbag question. Well, Chalen to... thinks I have one. Okay. It's Mighty Ducks. In TV form or movie form? I would like to see a TV show. Good news on that front. <laughs> Oh, is it already happening? Yeah. Emilio signed <laughs> oh, up. Oh. Yeah, Dis- oh, cool. Disney Plus signed up. It's got Emilio. It's got um, other people. I-, I think Joshua Jackson is in it. Is he? All right. I could be wrong. Well, I was I- already I excited, and now I'm more excited. I don't I think see. they're bringing Goldberg back, but. Yeah, that would no. be hard. No, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I could see that, like, well, I guess D- Disney probably has a better idea than I do. But, like, you know, bringing the actual characters back and having them age and like you have have progressed off screen and then they can kind of catch up and all that be it'd be good it'd be good shailen did you come up with one yet family ties <laughs> do you guys remember the movie airborne it had seth green in it yeah oh the skateboarding movie yeah 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 i would like to see what the new version of that would be gleaming the cube it would be like pump up the volume <laughs> what's the um oh man like a hoverboard movie Back to the Future Part Two. Back to the Future. No, like the the little motorized things they call hoverboards or something. Like I want to see the new technology version of that movie. <laughs> the new tech. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people still skateboard. But that's a rollerblading movie. It's not a skateboard movie. Hmm. Wild hearts can't be broken. And then there's a, there's the whole monologue about do you know why Popeye was a great character? Because he is what he is. That was a great monologue. We all remember that one. Mm-hmm. That one's up there with "Here's looking at you, kid." It's up there with like tears and rain. Speech. Yeah, yeah, it's up there. It's up there with 
fucking Quint getting eaten by the shark and screaming. I'd love to see the Step Up series get a get a reimagine. Sure, well deserved. Yeah. Do you think we could do a new Jaws? No. Not like no. Nope. Nope. No. Wow. <laughs> Absolutely not. That's untouchable. You because they would cast like. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. as as Quint. No, no, I don't want like Quint and like the the. I don't want Jaws. I want like what happened later, and they're all living in a desert. They did that. They did several movies about that, and they all sucked, well, except for Jaws 3D, which is an amazing film. Jaws 3D is great. Jaws: The Revenge has Michael Caine in it and Mario. But Van they're Google still in the water. I want landlocked states. I want to see people getting freaking out about fish when they're living oh, in Arizona. <laughs> so they're just like landlocked PTSD. They're yes. just insane. <laughs> Yeah. So it, it would just be like Breaking Bad, but like before, like he saw a shark once. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That could happen. I would say Back to the Future because I, I love that property and I love those characters, but you can't do it. But you fucking know when Robert Zemeckis dies or when he goes insane for making weird ass computer movies, that, prop- that property is going to get unmothballed and it's going to be like fucking Seth Rogen is, is Doc Brown. No, he would play Biff. Marty will be played by. Who's that fucking annoying YouTube kid that has Ryan. merch? Yeah, Ryan. And Doc Brown yeah. would be um, Malcolm McDowell. Weirdly still Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> no, it's Malcolm McDowell. <laughs> and the mom would be played by... Sherry um, O'Terry. Uh, <laughs> Kristen Wake. <laughs> Sherry O'Terry. <laughs> George McFly would be Colin Quinn. <laughs> no, the mom would have to be someone younger. To yeah. be like Selena Gomez or something. Oh, that uh, young? Oh, wow. Well, because then she would have to play her younger self, her teen self. No, okay. I like the it idea. It could be Kristen Wiig playing a teen. I like Kristen Wiig dressed as a teenager better. And Flea would be played by Flea. Hmm. A man who doesn't age. That's true. Anyway, so thank you, Mark, Paul, Mark, tussled hair, Paul. I hope we answered that question several times. So that's the show. Another Ruby Spears piece of glamour tattooed to the wall splayed and wriggling splayed and wriggling chuck norris glitter art just the walls of watchbots hall of fame i think we fucking front kicked this one straight through that door sweep the leg johnny put him in a body bag yeah do you think they took all the doors out of chuck norris's house because he kept opening them up by kicking them maybe i don't think they installed them to begin with oh boy yeah, like when Chuck Norris's door installers came and saw Chuck Norris, they were like, "Thank you," and then they left with the doors. Yeah. They were like, nah. "Yeah," and they were like, and then and then they were like, "You know, fist this blowhole, <laughs> fist this blowhole." Indeed, you can follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, on all them social medias at Watchbots Pod. Fuck, why do I do that? Watchbots Pod. <laughs> Fucking Christ, there's not even an L anywhere in there. At least once every other episode. It's like I've never done this before. It makes me sick. Play some. Subscri- it's, it's watch the plug. Blah, blah, blah. Play subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, all that good stuff. For Dave and for Shailen, this is Ben. Thank you for listening. We will see you in a couple of weeks. And to bring us home, you knew it was coming, folks. We need a little Ringo Starr singing a Chuck Norris joke to the tune of Paul McCartney's temporary secretary. (laughs) Ringo and Paul, they didn't write this one together, but Ringo's familiar. He's familiar with Chuck Norris. It's pretty easy. The world is waiting. (laughs)
oh, my kidnapped wife is on a bus now. <laughs> I can't get Ringo in there. Just know he's there in spirit. Uh, it wasn't even a joke. <laughs> oh, I was doing a plot line for Walker, Texas Ranger uh, right. instead. Uh, well, you, you can give it another shot. That's a mulligan. Fuck. You, you, you oh. seem to be the expert on these Chuck Norris jokes. I'll wait. Norris, he's awaiting. Uh huh. But it's so repetitive. God, that song is not good to sing, Ben. I don't know. I don't know. I've never heard that song. How's it go? Oh, my God. Oh, boy. Well, you are in for a treat now. Copyright laws be damned. One second here. <laughs> nope. Never heard this one. Hold on. It's. it's <laughs> Is this Paul McCartney Wings? Nope. No, just, just Paul McCartney. Or, or Straight up Paul McCartney. This is 1980. Oh, the Norris. When he sees his door. Chillin', you could do it. No, I'm not doing this. <laughs>